What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Daily Dubs Podcast. We're here with the mock draft episode. I'm your host, Sean. And this is Eric. And we're going to hop right into this with the number one pick. We're going to alternate picks between me and Eric, and Eric has the number one pick. I am number one, so we will be on the clock for the two minutes. We'll take it. We'll consider what we have, and it we'll keep it as realistic as possible. Yeah, we really don't plan on doing trades in this one, but we will mention if a trade is possible and if it would happen, what would happen. But for now, we're just going to go with whatever team's in what slot. That's just where they're going to pick. And on that note, that sounds great. All right, so you're on the clock. Number one, Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is supposed to be the number one pick here, but I don't believe in him. I'm not a fan. He had his one little splurt of a season, and... Everything before that was nothing. But then again, that's basically what happened with Joey B, and look how that ended up. They play; they were playoff contenders first year, and then the next year, which was basically his rookie year considering he didn't finish his first year, he led him to the Super Bowl. So if we're going that route, then it might pay off, but it's a quarterback, and it's not a quarterback and defensive end is not the same position. So with that, I'm, I'm going Thibodeau. Thibodeau. I'm going Thibodeau. So you're going with the upside over the floor? Definitely, definitely, because Thibodeau has been proven. He's, I mean, the upside is higher. I like his ceiling a lot higher than Hutchinson personally, but that's where I'm going. Yeah, Thibodeau is a good one. Hutchinson's just a safer one, but I think a lot of teams nowadays are taking the upside over the floor. Oh, the risk. Because then that's how you end up with a guy like Jared Goff instead of ending up with a guy like Justin Herbert. This Herbert's floor true. was was not very wasn't very high. Not he could, at he could have been a he could have been a flop, a bust, whatever. But they went with the upside and it paid dividends. It definitely the did. The teams that went with the floor, like Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen and stuff like that, they never got better. They just stayed what they were and that was it. So that was I exactly like to pick Kayvon. Thibodeau, edge. And on the number two, Lions on the clock. This is a tough one because they do need a quarterback, but I think they're good with Goff for a year or another year just because the only quarterback I believe that's worth taking in the top ten, even in the first round, is Malik Willis. None of these other quarterbacks aren't really jumping off the boards. Last year you had Justin Fields. You had Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. You know, there was quarterbacks galore, and this year is only that one. There were, and there were. And I think the Lions want to go on that defense, considering who their coach is, and they weren't really far behind in a lot of games last year. So, and I think they'll be happy, more than happy. They'll run to the podium once they find mm-hmm. out Aiden Hutchison is available. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much they're going with whoever the Jags don't get. I think they like the Walker and Hutchison mm-hmm. over Thibodeau, but... I think they're gonna get Hutchinson real quick, not even waiting, not even wasting a moment. Aiden Hutchinson with the number two. Now, if Thibodeau does happen to fall to two, do you see the Lions taking him? I think they would. Maybe not. I think they'll go with Walker just because of his uh, his uh, numbers that jumped out on his pro days and all that. Yes, yes. Now he, I, he was very athletic, so I think they'll go with that up. I personally took Thibodeau just because I mean the upside is there. Realistically, I don't see I see the Jags trading. I, I see them trading. We're gonna keep it, you know, not trading, but I mean I also see the Lions trading because not a lot of many QB needy teams right now are gonna unload 
such as the Giants and the Panthers. Giants and Panthers, I feel like, are really the most QB needy teams in my eyes that are in the top six, seven picks because, well, the Giants have two in the top seven, so there's five and seven. Jets, um, I don't see them trading up with two. I don't, I don't see Lions moving anywhere. They would like to, but I, two, I like it. I like it with Hutchinson. Pass uh, rushers back-to-back. Back. I like it. Pass rushers back-to-back. That's usually what it is. Pick three with the Texans. Who am I taking? Uh, they need a, a defensive end, a cornerback, and a line. That line, I'm going line. I'm going um, best one available would probably be Neil. It's probably Evan Neal, yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would say Neal. Can't go wrong with the Alabama. Cannot go Alabama. <laughs> That's, that program is great. It's... I mean, shoot, NFL bread, basically. That's NFL backyard. I like it. Evan Neal for the Texans. They're going to protect Davis Mills. They're going to, you know, they believe in him. And I I haven't seen, he hasn't done anything to show me he's the QB franchise or he is the QB of the year, but he also hasn't shown me anything to where he's the next Deshaun Kaiser. So there's that. Yeah, and with Evan Neal, I mean, look at his scouting report. You know, he has all the measurables and the talent. And the thing that I like about him is he's, he focuses a lot on his fundamentals. Yes, so they ain't going to have to yes, worry about that. Nope, They'll just focus nope. on, all right, he's, he's got all that plug already. and play. He's ready he to go. He can play both sides. Mm-hmm. Let's just get him as good as he can be. Let's give him the push since he's already yep. got all his fundamentals intact. I, I like, like it. it. Protect your future franchise quarterback in Davis Mills. That's what the Texans believe. Definitely. That's they, why they haven't made no moves or any, nope. even called by any other quarterback. They haven't, and why would they? I mean, they, they're chilling. <laughs> they're, they're like where they're at. They had a great QB into Sean Watson, but hey, I I get it. The drama that he came with was just not. It wasn't. It wasn't worth it. And they unloaded that. I like it. And I built like around. It. Let's go to my Jets, dude. All right, so we got Thibodeau, Hutchison, and Neal going one, two, and three. One, two, three. I like three. it. Edge and tackle. You can't go wrong with those positions. Not at all. Those are the top needs. Pick four, the Jets. Jets could be in the trade market, but definitely not with this pick. And I think they're going to take the next best edge because they need help off the edge. And I think it's Trayvon Walker from Georgia. He's kind of ranked in the middle, but his um, his pro days, he really showed a lot of athleticism and explosiveness, and it really moved him up. He's more of a run stopper at first, but he can develop into a pass rusher, and I think the Jets like that. And it's Robert Sala. He wants to get that defense. Yeah. They would have preferred Thibodeau, but with, if Thibodeau goes before, then they'll just take the next best thing in Walker. BPA. Yeah, so I, I like that it. pick for the Jets. They could maybe get Sauce Gardner right here. I know they've been looking for a corner, but I think their value over the D-line is going to outweigh the value of a corner. Always, and especially they added DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead, so yeah. they're not hurting for it. But Gardner has that all-star potential. He, The all-star potential he brings is definitely worth the consideration. I will say that. I, If, you know, the Jets, they do need an explosive pass rusher. They do need that, you know, Deion Sanders-like. I wouldn't call Sauce Gardner Deion Sanders, but... The showtime potential is there. He definitely has all the cameras. He, Whenever he walks in the room, it's known. So the Jets, it's New York, baby. You know, we, we, we want that. We want that there. So I, I like the pick in that. 
Yeah, the the Jets still have another pick in number ten, so they can always go offensive. They could, right they could, they could unload. For, I I wouldn't mind unloading for it and taking what they really because they don't need anything major. But you know, take a prospect at ten that could turn into something better. But yeah, they they could unload ten as well. You know, vice versa. But I, I would I wouldn't load four. Yeah, but then again, if they don't go Trayvon Walker, they could always go the offensive tackle since uh. Aquanu still up there, he, yes. but yeah, it's Trayvon Walker, pick number four. Next up, we got the, the New York Giants, pick five. They also oh, have multiple picks. Right they here. do five and seven. <clears throat> I like it. The Giants, uh, their picks are their needs are. They have O line need, linebacker need, yeah, simi- and similar tight end, to the Jets. They just lost to the Jets. They did, but what did they really lose in Ingram? Exactly. Let's be honest. It wasn't anything major. I mean. Yeah, they they were on the up and up, but they don't even have a quarterback. They need a quarterback. Danny Dimes is not the guy. He's he's had he was hurt, but I mean, didn't um Davis Mills get drafted by the Giants? Wasn't Davis Mills starting with the Giants or did the Texans actually draft him? No, I think the Texans had drafted him late round. Who was that Mills that played for the Giants? I know there was a Mills that played for the Giants quarterback. I might I be remember. tripping. I might be on one, but yeah, I, I don't believe in Danny Dimes. I don't think. And the NFC is anybody's to grab right now. The Commanders are up for it. The Eagles are up for it. The Cowboys, it's always their year, but they choke in the postseason, so it don't even matter. But the Giants could make a play. They did sign um, Bridgewater, correct? Or was it Tyrod Taylor? It might have been Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, I believe. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Right I, now they have Tyrod and Daniel Jones, yeah. Daniel Jones in the back in the locker room. I, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think they'll go quarterback. Uh no. Well And you think I, about it, look, they have pick five, Panthers have pick six, and then the Giants have pick seven again. So Panthers are you know taking what the Panthers are getting. Panthers are taking quarterback. Exactly. So the Giants can say, you know what, we got back to back of who we want besides whoever the Panthers get, which is probably gonna be Malik Willis. But you know what I'm saying? So they pretty much have back-to-back picks of what they want to get. So they could go. I'm going to be ta- crazy. This is probably something and corner, that Tackle won't. and edge. So what do you think? This is your pick, number five. What you got? I'm going Sauce. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, huh? I I'm like it. I'm going Sauce Gardner. I like that one. I want, like I said, he... I want him in New York, and no matter what New York he ends up in, but I I could see him going to New York. He has the showtime potential, the you know the all eyes on me aspect of it, and as much as I hate New York, I could definitely see him going. Yeah, he's like the perfect cornerback for the New York market. You know, New York they gotta yeah, have that flash, definitely man. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Showtime. They gotta know? have it's, showtime over there, which is why it's I, the, I lo- don't it's the Los Daniel Angeles Jones. of the East Side. I, I don't understand I Daniel Jones. He ain't flash nothing. Not at all. Daniel Jones is your librarian aspect of it. He's an accountant. Exactly. He looks like that's somebody that you take your taxes to. He's the man that's about to bust the 90 yard run and then trip over his own feet. <laughs> over his <laughs> own feet. But you know, hey. I'm pretty sure I saw that chipmunk out there. So uh, I don't know. It could have been a squirrel. It could have like been anything. Though. Sauce Gardner anything. just to be safe so no one snoops. Yes, in. for Never sure. Never know if the Panthers would no, snoop him up. No, I don't think I, the Panthers, If let's put it like this. If the Panthers aren't taking quarterback, they're taking safety. And if Sauce Gardner's off the table, what are they going to do? Yeah. So we got pick number five, Sauce Gardner to the Giants. And then we got the Panthers pick six, which is mine. And I think this one's probably one of the easier picks right now. 
because they need a quarterback. Sam Darnold isn't it. He isn't. He isn't. They have some weapons. They still have McCaffrey. They do. And Chuba Hubbard isn't bad. He was a rookie last year, but he's he showed that he can take the ball. And they have more. Yes, also, so they do. I think the pick right here is Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty. He has the most upside out of all the other quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett's not a first-rounder in my eyes. Kenny Pickett's a scrub in my eyes. Malik Willis is the only one that is a first-rounder in this um, QB class. Yes. Even though top 10 is high for him, the, the need of quarterback always will get you in the top 10 regardless. And the Panthers, they have a lot of other needs. But if they really believe CMC is the guy moving forward or... If not, Chuba Hubbard is a great replacement. I think Chuba Hubbard could be potentially the next Tony Pollard. Better look at the Cowboys situation. I'm a fan, so it's I'm a little biased, but at the same time, they have a loaded backfield. Panthers are that loaded backfield. CMC is potentially a great, and he's on pace to be a Hall of Fame running back. I think Chuba Hubbard could be the next replacement to where, hey, if the Panthers don't like Malik Willis that much, they can unload CMC and pick six move up to number one, move up to, you know, get a top three pick and those things because, and then take Malik Willis. But if they fall to, if it falls at six, that could be cool. And there's also a scenario here at pick six that has to do with pick five. Hmm. Since the Giants have those um, back-to-back, you could say, picks with five and seven if Mm -hmm. the Panthers want a quarterback. What if the Falcons or someone tried to trade up right there with the Giants to snoop up? Oh, Malik, Malik Willis. Willis from the Panthers. And then that creates a whole uh, Panthers and Falcons trying to trade up to that number five pick for the quarterback. Well, I could see that could happen. I could see the Panthers calling the Jets if that happened. If that happens, I see the Panthers calling the Jets for that four pick because realistically, that could happen. As well. You know, the Jets know what they want. They're doing nothing. I, that's why I think they're so, you know, I guess versatile with that four pick. You know, so fluid with it. They don't really. They're not eyes dead set on anybody, but at the same time, they can load it five, six, or seven, and they, they still get exactly who they wanted at four and then get an arsenal to load it up. That's interesting that you bring up the Jets and the four pick because it made me think of something, that they could really, really load up and still possibly land a Debo, Debo trade. at the 10 spot. Because if they trade yes. from four to five, they're most likely going to get two first back oh, for and sure. a second. For sure. So then they'll be at number six with the Panthers or number five, whatever it is. And then the Giants are either going to take pass rusher because if a quarterback goes four, they're going to take Trayvon Walker in that next pick. You, you think? Know? Or offensive like, tackle. See, I still... If a quarter, okay, so if Panthers trade up at four, if anybody trades up at four for the quarterback, I still see Sauce Gardner going to the Giants, and I'm just, I like, I like him. They, I'm high on him. The Giants will be high on this guy, and I think if they don't take him at five, they'll take him at seven. But why not get him now? Whenever everyone else is going crazy at that four, if, if the Jets trade that four spot for and a QB is taken. I see Sauce Gardner going five, and then they'll unload either seven or something else to go back to. Yeah, but 
I don't think it matters who they take at five and seven, the Giants, because the Jets will be at number four, and you, I don't think the Jets would want to take Sauce Gardner either. No. Uh, well, they might, but so I don't think so. it might work so. out for the Jets either way. If yes, they get Trayvon yes. Walker, they want Trayvon Walker at four, and they trade with number six with Malik Willis, and the Giants still go with the cornerback, Sauce Gardner. Trayvon Walker's going to be there at six, so they still get who they wanted yes. plus extra picks. Yes, And then the Giants have the pick after that with number seven. They do. So... If that could be interesting on who really wants Malik Willis, and I think it would be the Falcons and the Panthers that are making a move for that. And it just depends on if the Falcons are willing to move all the way up to four or five to leapfrog the or to leapfrog the Panthers. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting little game to see on draft night. But we'll see what that happens there. But for now, we're going six, Malik Willis. Panthers, and then pick seven. The it's Giants. a sure choice. It's a sure choice with Malik Willis. If he falls to six, I he's going there. I firmly believe that as well. Uh, with the Giants, they still have the O line need, linebacker need. They have other needs. They do. They just. I'm going line. Yeah, that's. What do you think? A, a, a Ikonwu, yeah. Ikonwu I can never is, say that man's name. Yeah, I don't Ikonwu, care how many times I say it. Ikonwu is the best player available for them. Um, they already got their not really needs with Sauce, but somebody that, in my eyes, is flashy. In my eyes, that'll make big plays. A star. And a, exactly, a star. They got their star on defense. Why not build that line that they have? Now, I don't see Giants going QB because Giants are still – very, very high on Danny Dimes. I don't know what it is that their Danny Dimes is feeding them, but Daniel Jones has the Giants organization wrapped around his finger. Don't be don't be threatened by the Tyrod Taylor signing because unfortunately for Tyrod Taylor, as great as he is, he can never finish healthy a season. He can never great get his greatness to show on field. So Danny Dimes will get playing time. He will get his opportunity. And that line I mean, Giants offense isn't bad Saquon Barley Barkley is still you know could be a great they they still have potential playmakers they signed oh Kevin Tony um you know that rookie Tony he's he's pretty good as well so there's there's potential there for that Giants with the NFC being blown wide open yeah it's a it's a win-win sauce Gardner and then you get your tackle possibly left tackle right tackle he can play he can play both he but can. that's a that's killing two birds with one stone. Definitely. You get your star on defense, and then you get your possibly franchise tackle for the next Yo. 10 years. And right there, they get an A-plus for them A-plus two picks. A-plus draft right there. Definitely A-plus draft. You go with the high-character guy in Sauce Gardner, then you go with the little more classy guy in Akonu. Akonu. I'm never going to get that right. Akonu. Akonu. Number eight, the Falcons. This is an interesting pick. Yes, I like the Falcons pick, but I just I can't decide where they're going to go with it. Honestly, they could go Kenny Pickett, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's way too high, but we've seen teams take high Ooh, quarterbacks. We have. We have. Look what the Niners did last year with Trey Lance. Don't start with me. <laughs> Do not start with me. If Trey Lance was in this job, he's locked for the number one pick. All since, day, since, every day. Since freaking August. <laughs> All right, but... I think it's between Kyle Hamilton and Garrett Wilson. I think they're trying to get either receiver or someone in the secondary. They would like Sauce Gardner right here, but since Sauce Gardner will probably go before this, he's most likely going top five regardless. Just I, of his I agree. I agree. I think they're going to have to go with 
Kyle Hamilton. I think there's still some receivers that they could get a good one back in the second round maybe. But I think they're going to go Kyle Hamilton here just because he's, he's one of the best players in the draft. Yeah, he's from Notre Dame and he plays safety, so it kind of makes him drop down on the board. But I think the Falcons like him a lot. So I think that's the pick here, Kyle Hamilton. I'll give you that. I like honey it. Badger I presence. like it. I like it. I see if the if I were the Falcons, they just got Mariota, I'd go receiver, but I like it. I like receiver, but I don't know. I don't think they'll take that big of a plunge for a receiver top 10. They could possibly go pass rusher, but because who's the last pass rusher they had that was decent? The last one that was supposed to be decent was Vic Beasley, and that that, that was a bust. Did not pan out great. <laughs> yeah, that did not pan out at all. There's Jermaine Johnson the second in the draft, but he's I don't know. I think that's Jameson too much of a Williams. reach. That's too much of a reach to get him there. You know, I don't think they'll reach at number eight to get Johnson when he's more like a mid-range guy. Yeah, he's a pass rusher, and that raises his value a little bit, but. I think they're going to have to just go with the BPA here, which right now seems to be Kyle Hamilton's safety out of Notre Dame. I like, I go, I like Jay, I like Williams at the eight pick. Like I said, I, I could see the Falcons going to receiver for their new toy. You know, they do the Marcus Mariota experience. He's not a bad, not a bad quarterback. And I could definitely see Jamison Williams going there to Atlanta, but I like Hamilton as well. That is, BPA available regardless. It's just receiver was a heavy pick on or a heavy topic, especially after losing Calvin Ridley for a year. Well, you might so, not be wrong because receivers turning into this position that's like of high value now because you can unload them as a wide back, as per se. Exactly, and look, more teams are willing to draft receivers instead of pay them in free exactly agency. Exactly, so they're willing to let's let's draft this guy and once his contract comes up. We're just going to draft another guy and let him go because we're not going to pay him no 25 to $30 million like because we're, we're seeing gonna, going on with Debo right now. Yes, because, well, what they're doing with the receivers, if you draft a good enough receiver that is a Russell Gage body type, you can have that backfield wide back experience, load it up, throw it in, be like, hey, I understand your receiver, but the receiver class, are you qualified, classifiers receiver, but the receiver class is just getting bigger and bigger and you're not meeting their criteria. Would you consider going as a running back to get your playing time? I mean, if it's me, I'm not going to say no. I want to play. I want to earn more money and I want to get the incentives, but that wear and tear does come at a price. Yeah, and receivers are coming more ready than ever in college nowadays. More than ever. You look back 10 years, it wasn't receivers coming out ready to just Nowhere play and put up a thousand-yard season at like all. Jefferson and Chase. Rookies and are doing it like exactly. nothing. You look at C.D. Lamb and all these other guys, it looks like they've been playing receiver for a while. They know how yeah, to move in space. They exactly. get open. And the main thing, I think, is the run after catch. Oh, yes. The yards after catch is just ridiculous. There, there are so many more shuttle passes, screen plays in the NFL now than there has been previously. That's with an age of Randy Moss, you know, Jerry Rice, and all them potential are all greats, but they could get yards after the catch, but there were still the the playmaking and the playbooks back then weren't as heavy as it is now. And it's crazy because Jerry Rice's 40 time, I don't think was that fast. No, I don't think so either, but Jerry Rice is probably the only 
No, he ran a four seven. Wow. And no one could ever wow. catch him on the field. It'll make sense. There huh? are defensive backs running that right now, and they're doing better than that in the NFL right now. Like, wow. Dude, Calvin Johnson There's ran a four three five. Sheesh. Randy Moss ran a four two five. I believe it. Randy Moss is that. When dude. you watch Jerry Rice film and those guys, does he look that much slower than them? No, but it's weird, right? It is crazy, but I don't care. Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time. Oh yeah, that's of for sure. all time. That's for sure. No, but it's debate. just weird. It's, that's just weird. That's what I'm saying, though. That like these crazy. receivers be running four twos like it's nothing nowadays. Yeah, like for breakfast, you know? exactly. they wake up, go. You know what I mean? Boom, hit it. And I think it has to do with the coaching because there's all the Sean McVeighs, you know, the Kyle Shanahan's, and they're all about offense. They are. You know what I'm saying? So all these offenses are being built to make all these fast guys and all-star kind of athletic guys come out and shine. Yeah, exactly. So that that makes it it more valuable for receivers in the draft to go higher. That's why this pick might actually be a guy like Jamison Williams instead of Kyle Hamilton, especially if the Falcons are buying into the whole new offensive. I think they are. The offensive facade that's coming through. I mean, you go Marcus Mariota and you don't give him that receiver, what are you doing? Exactly. You know? Do they really believe that Marcus Mariota is going to be that guy who can just spread the ball right away and throw it deep? Or are they going to be like, you know what, let's take it slow with him. We know he can throw, but let's give him a guy that can run after the catch as well. Yep. They got Cordero Patterson. They do. They have the other guys. They so. got Kyle Pitts. Exactly. Kyle Pitts is probably one of the greatest tight ends right now. He has potential to be the greatest tight end. Like, I, I'm... Very high on Kyle Pitts. Yeah, but let's just still go with Kyle Hamilton. I like it. I like it. It's 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 a nice pick. And then pick. let's go to pick nine. This is you. Pick nine Seattle. Seahawks. Now, realistically, I'm taking I don't know. That's that's a little tough. I think I, they would have liked Malik Willis here. They would have. That's why so if this is playing how I would do it, I see Seattle trading up. I see Seattle hitting up New York with the five pick and being like, hey, We'll give you this pick, and what else did they get? Didn't they get something from Denver and Wilson? Yeah, they got picks. To get they, yeah, they got picks. So I can see them give, unloading a couple second round, third round, or whatever picks they got from that Russell Wilson trade and being like, hey, let me get this, and then I see them taking Malik Willis at number five before the Panthers. But if we're keeping it on page, keeping it on pace, Willis is gone. I could see them going best player available. I like Sting, Stingley Jr. I, I really do. LSU has a the, the LSU played a lot of good offenses, so you know the Seahawks are going to play a lot of good offenses. I, I like the match. I like you know what he's bringing to the table. So and I'm, he fits them. He does. He does. You know Seattle likes those taller cornerbacks like the Shermans. Yes. Yes. And this dude's six one, and he has the speed that Sherman didn't have. That he all. has the explosiveness that Sherman didn't have, and, and he knows he's, how, he's a, a ball lot hawk. hungry. Yep, exactly. He's a he is a Throw lot. Throw the ball hungry. hawk on the Seahawks. There mm-hmm. you go. I hate it, but hey, they, yep. they, they they ain't got a quarterback, so I'm good. Yeah, know? they don't got <laughs> Niners nothing. ain't got to worry they about them. But yeah, I like Derek Stingley Jr. He does have some injury concern, but I think with a guy with his with as much talent as the he caliber has, that he yeah, brings, yeah, they'll be willing to overlook yes, yes. that. But like you said, with the trade, if that was to happen, that'd be interesting because I didn't even think about that earlier. You have three teams that could possibly trade up with either four or five yes. the Jets or Giants yes. for Malik Willis, which is the Panthers, yes. Falcons, and, and Seattle. And they're all in the top ten. Now, if we're going outside the top ten, I see the Saints and Eagles making a play. Call it crazy with the Eagles, but I think they're going to either unload Minshew and Hurts and try to get a bigger, you know, a better playmaker or... 
settle for it. The Saints have the same option. They can unload Winston, Ian Book, maybe keep him, but I don't see why they would do that, especially after drafting him. If they really believe in him, they can build around that. Still unload Winston, get a better line play, get a better receiver for him because they don't have much options outside Michael Thomas. Yeah, but that's the thing that sucks for the Eagles and the Saints is that you have the Panthers, Falcons, and Seahawks in the top Q, 10. So yes, those picks QB have way more needy. value. Yes, yes, they so do. So they can trade, yes, trade they do. that. They have, the, they have the leverage on the trade. And they, plus, the C- I see the Seahawks as the heavy favorites to do that because they have much more leverage now than the Falcons and Panthers. But the Panthers have more players to offer, better players to offer, as in CMC. You know, as Sam Darnold is bad, he is still a... NFL-ready, experienced bridge QB that a lot of teams potentially could trade for, especially considering Carolina's already paid for most of his contract. Yeah. I don't know. But then again, the Seahawks are one of the more aggressive front offices. They they are. That's what I'm saying. They could trade. They're my favorites to trade. But if they don't move from pick nine, they're going Derek Stingley Jr. I like it. Cornerback. The Jets, number 10. This is where the picks get interesting. I think they'd be willing to trade this pick for um, a star player, maybe Debo Samuel. Debo in the Jets. If they can double up and get a pass rusher slash defensive end and Trayvon Walker and then just flop 10 for a weapon on offense like Debo Samuel to put with Wilson, Mm. I think they'd do that in a heartbeat. I could see it. Because the Jets... They they have picks to give. I think they still have two picks in the second round, too. They should. They have picked 35, I think, and 38. So they could give all. They could give this one up and still have those other two to use on depth O-line pieces. I like it. Debo to the Jets. Debo be, to the Jets would be, that'd be crazy. I could see it. The Jets have the cap to pay Debo. They're only losing the 10 because... I don't see them offering anything else. I, I don't see them giving up any second rounders for Debo because they're about to pay him a lot of money. So they're going to be like, look, you obviously want this pick. You can turn it what you can with it, but we're not going to give any more. I don't think the Jets will give anything more other than 10. But there have been there have been times where they overpaid. So that could be another issue. Yeah, they're looking. They could go O-line here. I think there's still some O-line that could be available that might make them second-guess it, but I doubt it. I doubt it. It's receiver. It has has to be. It has to be. But Charles Cross is a good offensive tackle that might – that's supposed to go top 10. Really? But like I said, with all these other, like, star players like Sauce Gardner and then you have Malik Willis, the quarterback, and then you have these other guys like – the star um, players that the ones can that have the highest upside change, yes. They could go before a guy like Charles Cross that's an offensive tackle, but offensive tackles have a lot of value too. They do. And the Jets, like I said, they, they like going just like the Giants. They like that um that flashy for their market, that flash for the market. It's, it's New Get York. That money. It's Get New that York. money, right? Yep. So if they don't trade it, I think they're gonna go with the receiver like Garrett Wilson, who's pretty much can play like Debo, maybe not be as beefy. He's not as beefy as Debo because Debo's a little more beefy. But then again, that's not a good thing either because that's why Debo gets hurt. He's so beefy. Yep. With his burst and his explosiveness, he'll get hurt. So they're going to have to do some work on that. You can go Garrett Wilson, the rookie, that you don't know how he's going to be in the pros. Or you can go Debo. You know how he plays. But you're not sure you're going to get a full year out of him every year. 
even this even this season he sat out a game just to prevent getting injured. Yup, he didn't. Because he was feeling irritation on his groin wow. and his hamstring, and he sat himself out so he wouldn't get injured. Wow. wow. Yeah, so his body is going to break down regardless throughout the season. So now it's just a, a matter of him knowing mm-hmm. when it's going to happen and how he manages it. If Jets trade for Debo, who are Niners taking at 10? I think they'll take exactly this guy right here, Garrett Wilson, Wilson. just to replace with the kind of receiver that Debo was. Okay. And at this point, maybe they wouldn't have to worry about The upside would be there because he's a lot younger, a lot more fresh. But if he's already sitting out games, you know, I mean, there's there's the drama that they avoided. And, I mean, he could get... They could they could bring in so it's it's a flip of a coin, but I like it. I like it. Yeah, and if the Niners were to trade right here, they could probably trade. They could probably trade Debo here and get pick ten, and then trade out of pick ten to get some more of those picks. I could see that as well. To yeah, because they still got to make up for some of the picks they lost. The in Trey questionable Lance. decision they made with Not Trey Lance. But hey, we can get on that next one. That's the best decision I've heard since the Patriots decided to keep Tom Brady in their freaking franchise for 20 plus years that's true but it paid off great with them so we'll see if it pays off for the niners it repeats itself my man not in the niners <laughs> trey lance we'll see we'll see it's on not gonna one. be tb it's gonna TL, be tl tl for TL all the L's they take on drafting him but until <laughs> then we'll catch you this is eric and i'm sean and that's the top 10 right now closing out with the wilson let's go back through real quick and went go through who we picked we had number one jacksonville they went with thibodeau i like thibodeau number two lions went with hutchison Hutchinson. another edge number three We're the texans the went with evan neal offensive tackle number building four, around mills jets went with trayvon walker building that d-line number five the new york giants go with the sauce lost they go with sauce, sauce gardner lost they get lost in, in that sauce, sauce. And then number six finds their franchise quarterback in Malik Willis. I like it. I like it. And then Giants, almost pretty much back-to-back picks, go Aquanu. Aquanu. Offensive tackle. And then at number eight, Falcons take the safe pick and go with the safety from Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. That's a good pick. Number nine, Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback to the Seattle Seahawks. And then number 10, we had um, Wilson, receiver. To the New York Jets. Potentially, yes. Potentially. With the Debo. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Well, that's the top 10 picks. We'll get back to you maybe on this week. See we'll if get, we can cover another we'll 10. Before draft. Before the draft starts. Maybe we'll go all the way to 32. We since might. Since it'll get a little easier after that, after those first 10 oh, picks. Oh, yeah. It's pretty it'll much start slim going faster. But, yeah. I'm Sean, your host. And this is my co-host, Eric. And this, this is, is a Daily, Daily Dubs, Dubs podcast. We out.